0: Welcome to another episode of What Makes a Nurse. My name's Hannah, and I'm a nurse. In each episode of this podcast, I interview a different nurse from a different speciality. I ask them questions about why they wanted to be nurses, their hopes and aspirations for the future... of the different job roles they've had within the nursing profession, all with the goal of trying to find out what makes a nurse. I'm really excited to welcome you to this brand new series. If you haven't listened to us before, welcome. You can also listen to all our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I really do love hearing your feedback, so be sure to follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. All the information is in the podcast description and if you really enjoy the podcast please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening to this on as that means more people can find us and listen to us too now all the formalities are out of the way i'm really excited to introduce you to this week's guest this week i'm speaking to nicola nicola is actually the third nicola i've spoken to on this podcast (laughs) obviously a popular name within the nursing profession Nicola is a junior sister in a tertiary neonatal unit. She studied at the University of Southampton and graduated in 2014 with a degree in child nursing. Her career has taken her from the UK across to Australia and the Middle East. Alongside her sister role, she is currently embarking on her journey as an aesthetics nurse. So without further ado, here is Nicola. Perfect.
1: So why did you want to be a nurse? Why did I want to be a nurse? Um, In all honesty, the idea was put to me by my mum. My grandma was a nurse and I knew that I always wanted to work with children, but I didn't know in what capacity. Um, And then when my mum put the suggestion to me and she said that, you know, you can be a children's nurse, And I was very adamant that I only wanted to work with children. I did not want to be an adult nurse in any shape or form. And once I knew that children nurses existed, I was like, okay. And I did a little bit of research into it. And I was like, okay, like this could be something that I might enjoy. But in all honesty, I had like no experience of being in hospitals, no experience with blood, bodily fluids, nothing. I, I had no idea what I was getting myself in for. Applied for it at university um, and thankfully when I did my first placement I was like oh my god love it this is this is what I meant to be I meant to be a children's nurse and that's literally how I got into nursing <laughs> oh, very lucky I mean to be
0: honest I had a very similar experience I sort of didn't decide till I was 16 but had literally no healthcare yeah. experience whatsoever I think yeah. the only thing is that my aunt's a nurse my mum even yeah. considered being a nurse but she decided not to because she's really squeamish <laughs> so. But it all worked Uh, out in the end, thankfully, yeah, first place. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I like this, this works.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, it's kind of like, (laughs) you're just taking a risk really, aren't you? Because you could go and be really squeamish and actually really not like the sight of blood, or you go and you're like, okay, this is actually quite good, so. (laughs)
0: Yeah, very lucky.
1: Did you enjoy your training? I really, really loved my university experience as a whole, like, it was amazing. I met amazing people, made friends for life and I, I did enjoy my training. It was quite hard. And I think it's only now as I reflect back on my student nurse journey that I realised how hard it actually was. And I think there are some bits of it that I've actually I don't want to say suppressed, but there are some bits that are a little bit hazy. Now, that could just be because of my memory or because some of it was just so intense. And I didn't realize that at the time, you know, you just you just go through the motions, don't you? But it's only when you look back and you think, God, that was really hard. Like that was really intense. But generally, you know, I did enjoy my training, had some good placements, had some bad placements, as I'm sure everybody can relate. Um, But yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's that essence. You slightly look at it from rose tinted glasses, don't you? Because, yeah, it does have its challenges, but I guess overall it's such a rewarding experience and what you get out of it is obviously good in the end. So, yeah, I get what you mean.
1: So can you tell me a bit about your current role and what you do? I am a neonatal sister um, on the neonatal unit. So I work in a busy, busy level three neonatal unit. We are the tertiary centre and um, sort of like one of the lead hospitals in our network. So we get all the surgical babies, we get extreme premature babies and I am very new to the role. I've literally only been in this role about five months. Um, So it it comes with obviously being a neonatal nurse, but obviously being a sister comes with a bit more responsibility and a little a little bit more sort of leadership and management roles. But as I said, I'm still very, very new to it and still just finding my feet.
0: Yeah, you mentioned you've just recently started in a sister role, which is obviously yeah. more responsibility things. How have you found that experiences? Have you faced any particular
1: challenges? Um, it's definitely A step up um, I think particularly because I was out of the NHS for a period of time and I kind of forgot how the pace of the NHS is and it's just definitely a step up not just focusing on what you're doing and your patients but you also have to have an awareness of all the other patients and all the other nurses and what they can and can't do and making sure that you're supporting others as well as just yourself and that's actually quite difficult because the pace of nursing you get so engrossed in what you're doing that you now also have to take on a sort of wider responsibility of everybody else and I think even just little things like decision making you know I'm so used to being like I'll get the nurse in charge for you or oh I'll ask this person because they're the person in charge and now it's like oh oh wait (laughs) (laughs) okay That's me (laughs) and even though I'm new to the trust it's like once you put on that dark blue uniform it doesn't matter like if you're the senior person in the room the doctors are coming to you the junior nurses are coming to you and I think getting used to sort of being that in charge role with those responsibilities is definitely something I'm still learning and still getting used to you've spoken
0: about imposter syndrome on social media yeah what does that feel like for you and how have you sort of if, if you have overcome it or is it something that you still
1: struggle with I definitely still struggle with it like a hundred percent and sometimes at work I have to give myself a pep talk in my head I'm like oh my god this is a lot and I'm like but you know what, you've got to do it. You've got no choice. You've got to get on with it. And that's, I kind of have a very much like, which isn't necessarily the best attitude to have. Everyone deals with things differently, but I just have a very much like can do attitude and like, you've got to do it. And if you couldn't do it, you wouldn't have got the job so like you've done you can do this just keep going do your best that's all you can do but yeah I definitely still struggle with it um it, it's something I think that comes and goes like some days I'm like okay like that went quite well I think I've got this and then other days I'm like oh my god I know nothing like this is all <laughs> do you know what I mean so... <laughs> very
0: similar experience I recently got promoted to to senior staff nurse and they oh, wear yes, they a do. nice dark blue yes. uniform as well. And yeah. I come in because my background's adult ITU. Um mm. and now I work in a pediatric cardiac ICU. I'm still finding my feet in that sense, but now yeah. I'm like the pe- people are coming to me expecting me to know what I'm talking about. And I'm like,
1: I yeah. still have no idea what I'm I-
0: and the imposter syndrome
1: is real and it's scary actually because we work in these roles where we have so much responsibility like the people's lives we have in our hands it's not just like not to undermine anyone's work but it's not just like oh well this goes wrong and this is a deal that we've lost like these are people's lives do you know what I mean and that added pressure of you know if you get things wrong sometimes it can be have serious consequences and that is a lot of pressure as well as your own workload you've got other people's workload to accommodate as well so it's a tricky one yeah what do you do to relax and sort of look after your mental health in between shifts and things I'm I spend a lot of time with like my family and my friends um you know I like to go out like to go to brunch you know or just it's, it's really like normal boring things I like to go to the gym like that's a really big thing for me as well I just like to do things away that have nothing to do with nursing um, and I'm very much like m- have no problems <laughs> switching off like I <laughs> uh, have no problem switching off and in later years it, I did struggle with that a little bit when I first became a nurse but in most recent years I don't struggle with that because I know that it's important to be able to enable you to do your job to the best of your ability so yeah I, I feel like you know I'm very well supported and I do um enjoy my life outside of work which is good what about you do you have like any any hobbies or anything uh, like that
0: thank you yeah I try to work out I also do rock climbing oh, uh, nice Literally, when you're rock climbing all you think about is don't fall <laughs> yeah I bet yeah oh my god so yeah Relaxing because you're literally not thinking about anything no. else. Yeah. Well, even though it's a stressful thing to do, because you're thinking about that and only
1: that, it's relaxing. Yeah. It sounds yeah. bizarre, doesn't it? No, I, I, I can understand what you mean. Like, and sometimes it's nice to zone out, like you said. Mm. And I think it's a bit like exercise, isn't it? Like, it's tough, but it's, you know, mentally, your mind's all focused on your workout. But then afterwards you feel great and you've actually zoned out for a period of time as well.
0: Yeah. Like when I go for a run, all I'm thinking about is I hate this. I hate this. this."
1: Then at the end, I'm like,
0: oh, that was great. (laughs) I know. Yeah, 100
1: percent. I agree. You're like, when is this class over? Then after I could do it again. Like That was amazing. So what
0: drew you to neonatal nursing in particular?
1: my first placement it was on um a pediatric assessment unit so it li- a little bit like I was referred to it as like a little mini A E, but for kids um and so you see all sorts of different um age groups and all sorts of different conditions and I just really loved working with babies they were like my favorite type of patient I didn't I always felt a bit awkward with the teenagers I couldn't quite gel with them I didn't feel like I was cool enough and the toddlers were cute and the in-between ages were cute but the babies were just like the ones for me and then I had a neonatal placement and then that just reaffirmed that I definitely do want to work primarily with infants but then I was a little bit sort of like I want to go straight into neonates because it's so specialised. And so I went into paediatric cardiac and there are a lot of babies that come mm, into yeah. that specialty. And I used to work with them a lot in um, the baby unit that was on that ward. And I loved it. And it was literally my favourite. And then when I finally did go back into neonates, I was just like, this is it. Like 100 percent, like neonates, babies, this is my thing. You are, And I feel like you either love it or you don't. And I love it. I agree with you. I
0: love looking after the baby babies, the newborns. Are the cutest things <laughs> in the world. How do you find looking after the premature babies? I can imagine that's quite difficult to do and can be emotionally quite draining as well.
1: When I went to a level 3 unit and that's sort of what I've now worked in for the rest of my career so far and you get these really tiny tiny babies that don't even look like babies it was very intense and I really did have to get used to it and actually it made me realize that neonates is completely different to also looking after the sort of infants that you find on a medical ward but nonetheless I still did enjoy it um but even now to this day you know it's hard like it's you know sometimes I'm like oh my god you're so small like I don't even know how to like hold you myself but I just I just love it and I love seeing them grow and and seeing how much like They progress, you know, when the the stakes go in the way that you want them to. But it it, it is definitely intense. I think anybody would be lying if they said that it's not, no no matter how long you've been doing it for. It's a different kind of sick, isn't it?
0: Because you sort of mentioned it. It's very different to looking after a a baby on a medical ward because in that acute stage of illness and something that can cure quite quickly. Whereas I guess with premature babies, they're called sick, but it's not sick in the way that they've caught something or they've been born with a condition. I mean, I guess to some extent, sometimes it is like that, but it's a yeah it's a difference it just they've been born too early so you have to sort of wait for them to grow and support them through that so in a way they're not sick but they are if that makes sense
1: that in itself obviously the whole being born early then causes a whole heap of conditions that they have to sort of like fight through so to speak to get to that stage now where it's like okay you're officially like ready for the world now and um it's it's so interesting honestly it's so interesting it's so interesting as well like to see it sounds really weird to say it but to see like what a human looks like in human form when they should actually still be in the womb and it makes you realize like oh my god like this is actually crazy like we're seeing a lot more premature babies being born a lot earlier and surviving a lot earlier like 24 weekers doing really well and things like that and it's yeah, I just find it fascinating, honestly. And I find it fascinating how, you know, we've managed to like get all this research together that we're able to facilitate these really premature babies to survive, you know, and to essentially be able to go home and to go on to have normal lives. Obviously, it's not the case for everybody, but generally speaking, and I just yeah, I just find it fascinating. I think it's amazing. Well, it's a testament to you and your colleagues and your speciality that these lovely
0: babies are living through really difficult things that should not be survivable so well
1: yeah I don't know how much credit I can take but I'll take it you can take credit for a few lives
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you've worked abroad in the Middle East specifically what was that like for you and is there anything that you learned out there that
1: you've brought back to your career in the UK It was a really, really good experience. I always totally advocate for people to go abroad if it's something that they're interested in. I think you learn so much, not just within your specialty, but you learn so much about yourself as a person. And I feel like you really, really grow um, in ways that you probably wouldn't be necessarily forced to when you're living within your comfort zone and that I learned a lot of things in all honesty in in regards to nursing I learned that it's okay if you don't know something and you can be experienced for 20 years if you haven't seen something and you don't know something you don't know it and that's okay and you're, you're fine to ask somebody to help you you know you're fine to ask somebody to show you how to do something if you're not sure and I learned that um you know You've got to learn to work with different people and people aren't necessarily going to do things the way that you do it and vice versa. And that doesn't always mean that either person is wrong. And I just learned that it's, it's just really important to just always be respectful to people, to be kind to people and to really just learn how to work with different people from different backgrounds and and when you're able to do that I feel like it not only makes you a better person but it makes you a better nurse you know I met people from all parts of the world who I never ever thought I would meet and you know you get talking to people and things like that and I just think just having like common respect for people and and having common respect for people's abilities and the different strengths that they bring to the table it helps you to be a better nurse as well it was a good experience. Yeah how
0: long were you out there for in the end?
1: I was out there for three and a half years and that's actually the longest job that I've ever had. I normally stay in a job for about a year and then I get bored and I want to leave and I only planned to be there for a year and I ended up being there double that which was it was crazy and um, yeah it, it was also interesting to see what it's like to like you know staying in a place when you've been there a few years like how how comfortable it is and how nice it is because everybody knows you and you know them whereas I'm always quite used to being like the new person and then like staying for a year kind of getting to know people and then going but yeah it it was it was a long time but you know I got to the end of my journey and I started to not enjoy my job anymore and Mm -hmm. I wasn't enjoying being there and I just thought well I came here to work you know essentially that was the reason why I moved in if I'm not enjoying the job then I need to leave I can't yeah
0: yeah do you have any um top desk people that would want to do the same um especially if they wanted to work in the Middle East for example
1: um I feel like Times have changed a lot since when I was going. So in the sense of I, you know, that would have been like nearly five years ago when I was researching to go and I was going to Qatar. And back then, people hadn't really heard of Qatar. There wasn't a lot of like recent and relevant information out there that could that was really helpful to me. Whereas I feel like now there's lots of good, relevant information out there. Like look on Instagram, you know, look on Twitter talk to people if you can as well network but with that also being said the research that you do also take it with a pinch of salt because a lot of the research out there is sometimes not accurate to Mm. what it's actually like to be and live in that country and I think had I gone base of what I had read about Qatar maybe I wouldn't have gone because I would have thought oh god you know I can't do this and I can't do that and it was a completely different experience And I always tell people to put yourself in a position that means that when you come back from being abroad, should you decide you want to, that you're able to just slot back in quite nicely Mm. and you can progress to senior roles. I did a lot of my courses before I went away and it meant that now that I came back I could just apply for senior roles I did now have to think oh god I've got to find a trust and I've now got to try and like fight my way onto a course and all these different things so definitely position yourself in a way that means that when you come back it works to your advantage and I think if it's something that you know, you've always thought about doing. I would say just do it because if you don't like it, you can always come back. Yeah,
0: that's it, that's, isn't it?
1: Nothing's is permanent, it. is it? No, like, oh, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And you and you'll surprise yourself by what you're capable of. Definitely. What about you? Have you ever thought about going abroad? Like, does that appeal to you in any shape or form?
0: I, for when I, while I was like studying, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. And then I I went to Malawi as part of my elective nice. yeah. which was incredible but I definitely looking back appreciate that probably wasn't the best thing to do um, That's that was a benefit to me it was not a benefit to Malawi I don't feel nice. like I gave them anything which isn't why you should go do those nice. things yeah, um, and there's different ways you can help and actually be yeah, a benefit definitely. in places like that so I definitely have a very different outlook on it so I don't actually have a huge urge to go work abroad in a country like Australia or New Zealand or even like in Europe or something again I don't have a huge urge I think I'm just a homebody I just really like working at home but I think if it's something you really want to do you just need to do it I just had a friend she was on the podcast like in the first season she's a mental health nurse she's just gone to New Zealand she's like you know what if I don't do it I'll regret it more than going and then coming back. So
1: I mean, I completely support her for doing it. And she looks like she's having the blast to be honest. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. And I, and I agree. And I think, you know, everyone is so different everyone's like talking cheese and like for, you know for some people it's like no I actually really enjoy like being you know at home and what I'm doing and some people they have a little maybe urge they want to go and I think there's no right or wrong to nursing and that's what's so good and there are so many options available to people to do what they want to do and that's definitely one of the benefits.
0: So obviously this is a nursing podcast and it's yeah. quite hard not to do a nursing podcast and mention the last two years.
1: Yeah, <laughs> of course.
0: That little P word or yeah. the C word, whichever you yeah. fancy. <laughs> How have you found working through a pandemic and what challenges have you faced and do you
1: still face? I was abroad during COVID and I don't think that we experienced as bad in comparison to maybe like what was going on in the NHS. I don't think we were anywhere near comparable. We had high rates in Qatar. And there were people that there were a lot of people that were, you know, dying and being admitted and things like that. But again, being in the NICU, we didn't really experience like we weren't on the front line so to speak and if anything we just sort of got the knock-on effect so we were having more babies coming in from other units because those units had to now take nurses to be on the adult wards or whatever so by no means can I sit here and and say that I had the same experience as probably what some other nurses have faced But it was still very intense. It was very intense, obviously, as I'm sure everyone knows, you know, being in a lockdown and then being away from family and friends and then seeing everything that was going on abroad and just worrying about your family and friends that you're not with. And it was very, very isolating as well, because at that time... I wasn't living anywhere near any of my friends and the only place that I was able to see my friends was at work and unlike UK where people can get away with breaking the laws and bending the rules yeah. you can't do those sorts of things in Qatar yeah, you were sure. doing those sorts of things <laughs> the you know the consequences would be a lot greater than what they were in like the UK do you see what I mean so that was really difficult and I think coming back um, into a workforce who have felt the effects of COVID like massively and coming back into the NHS post COVID has just been really eye-opening and it's just like it blows my mind that like sometimes there's literally no staff like the babies are still coming and I'm just like oh my god like there's not there's no one like it it just like and I think so many people just you know had enough and have left or dropped their hours or gone to something that's Mm. like less bedside and so I definitely think it has an effect on do I want to be a nurse Mm. do I want to do this forever am I am I even appreciated in what I'm doing um and that wasn't even in the UK that was still in Qatar I felt like that and it it definitely made me realize that as much as I love being a nurse, it's not the be-all and end-all. And yeah. if it got to a point where I felt like it was really compromising and taking things out of me, I definitely would leave the job. Yeah, and I and I feel quite like I think post-COVID, I feel quite strong in that yeah. viewpoint of if I don't feel like I'm getting anything from the job, particularly from like a management role and a supportive yeah. in that sort of element, less from the patients. I will leave I will not stay in a place that is not there to support their staff and I think that's something that I feel very strongly about but what about you obviously you said you were in adult ICU so you must have been on the front line
0: yeah yeah yeah. it was it was a pretty intense I think that's yeah
1: (laughs) yeah I bet
0: yeah it was hard our ICU like tripled in size and yeah it took its toll but I'm finally sort of in a place where I've I feel comfortable enough to talk about it and sort of process the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily it is a lot better than it was. I don't, I'm pleased to say, I don't think it will get as bad as it did Um, touch wood. Yeah. Yeah, It was definitely an experience, but thank you for your hard work because, you know, I think everyone came together, you know, around the world. We all helped each other, even if you didn't feel like you were at the front front you were and you were helping because you were
1: taking some of that pressure away yeah it's so, true it's true you. and well done to you honestly <laughs> yeah. I can't even I can't even imagine I can't even process you know what people must have gone through and what people must have been feeling so honestly hats off to you guys because it's not it's not a joke honestly and, it's intense no. yeah it's crazy
0: what are your plans for the future? That's a
1: really good question. So I definitely want to, you know, progress in my current role at the moment as, as a sister. And I'd really like to come into my own and like confidently be able to like take charge of the unit. Um, confidently feel like I have a leadership and management style that works for me and works well for my colleagues. I, re- I really want to be a, a good sister I feel like having been a junior nurse for a really long time there are a lot of things that really used to like disgruntle me as a junior and I always wanted to make it a conscious effort that when I was a senior things that really used to bother me when I was a junior things that used to really bother me that when I become a senior I make sure that I don't make those same mistakes if that makes sense so definitely from that element um I also do aesthetics on the side and in an ideal world I'd like to drop my hours and do a little bit more aesthetics so that I get a nice balance of the two but you know what I'm I'm just taking it as it comes like I just I feel like that time abroad was a really big point in my life and I'm just quite happy right now to just relax a bit and just yeah. chill and just go through the motions go yeah. through the pace. And just take it easy. Like I just I'm ready to just slow it down yes. a bit, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. What are your plans for the future? Like you, just staying put
0: for a bit and being a bit slower. Cause I just yeah. I found I was always waiting for the next thing, you know, sort yeah. of the grass is greener on the other side. I'm working towards this, it will get better. I've sort of learned as horrible as it sounds actually the grass isn't always greener and sometimes I agree to persevere a bit and I agree hold out and just slow down content where I am and there are some days where it isn't easy as long as I'm content most of the time in my job I feel like that's that's the best I can do and and you know the moment you start going into work and you dread going into work and it's horrible yes you need to start yes, thinking about moving on definitely but I don't have that at the minute and I'm like, it's good I'm yeah go on and see how things don't have any huge goals I ha- I'd like to do my master's I think that's my main thing and just chill
1: yeah I agree and I feel like it's needed after the past two years I feel like it's just needed yeah so I agree
0: yeah exactly right so I have my final question Are you ready yes <laughs> what makes an S Oh
1: God, <laughs> that is such a hard question. What makes a nurse? Do you know what? I think I will give a cliche answer. That's fine. <laughs> I feel like what makes a nurse is completely down to the individual. And I think that is the beauty of nursing because we are all so different and you will never meet a nurse that is the same. But we all have the same common goal, which is we all want to make a difference. We all want to help people. We all like to see people that are unwell getting better. And so I feel like having, as long as you've got those core foundations of being, and now I am about this qualities. as long as you've got that core foundation of being hardworking, resilient, compassionate, empathetic, But with that being said, I feel like all the sort of like sub qualities that make a nurse vary from person to person. And that's the beauty of it, because we are all so different, but we all have a common goal. And so I feel like what makes a nurse is is definitely down to the individual and and what you're like as a person. I think that was that is what I would say. Yeah, I wouldn't say that was a cliche answer. I thought that was really good (laughs) good. because it's true
0: yeah we all have these similar qualities but actually mm. what makes us the nurse we are the specific nurse we are is mm. us us as yeah. a person and the qualities that we have that are different to others yeah. exactly. if you're in hospital and you get one nurse one day and one nurse another day it's going to be a very different experience 100%. but we all drive and we get you to the same goal
1: I agree perfect thank you so much nicola that's okay thank you for asking me that's
0: so kind of you well nicola it was my absolute pleasure to have you and of course i'd invite you on your absolutely brilliant and inspiring and thank you so much for talking to us about your experiences in neonatal nursing and also working abroad in the middle east specifically thank you for your tips and tricks if you want to find out more information of how to work in the middle east and where to even start nicola has a great instagram page where she talks all about it and other things as well she's a great person to follow so I will put all her information in the podcast description so you can go follow her there. Now this is the sad time where I actually have to admit this is the final episode of this season of What Makes a Nurse. I had such fun recording all these episodes for this season and meeting some truly incredible and inspiring nurses, some I'd obviously met before but some I've had the absolute pleasure of meeting for the first time. I want to thank all of them for being so open and honest and truly inspirational. I hope you have all enjoyed listening to this season as much as I have had creating it. Thank you again for all your love and support. I am on Twitter and Instagram, information will be in the podcast description, so please feel free to message me and let me know what you thought of this season's guests and the whole podcast in general. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you really love this podcast, please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. This will enable more people to find us and listen to us too. So I want to thank you all again for listening, especially if you have listened to the very end. I'm very impressed. And until next time, goodbye. This podcast was written and created by me. All views expressed by myself are my own. All views expressed by my guests are their own.